This is our first episode of our podcast. We've recorded it without much technical considerations. Or practice. So, enjoy. And now it starts. Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm Dixon. And And we we are are two intended dads and and a yarn. Podcast of lip smacking noises. Sitting down with food. And wine. And wine. Questionable wine from my mother. From the year two. It's a Shiraz from Willow Glen from 2016. And she doesn't remember when she bought it. So. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the perfect ingredients for starting a podcast. Alright, so Dixon. <laughs> yes, Alex. <laughs> What are we, what is our podcast going to be about? We're going to be talking about life as a parent and the challenges that we will face and how we will deal with those when we get to them, maybe. Yeah, so um, because we're starting our surrogacy journey, um, so we're looking around for the various bits and bobs we need, such as a surrogate and egg donor, Hmm. trying to figure out what will happen afterwards. And for Alex, this is a little bit of an um, ongoing project for him. He's been looking at this for some years now. Whereas for me, it's more of a, um, I'm right at the beginning of my surrogacy journey. So I'm the green thumb here and Alex is a little bit more experienced. Yeah. So I guess uh, in terms of me and my surrogacy journey, let's go back to the beginning. I came out when I was 15, so... I've been dating a very long time. And have you always thought about having kids, Alex? Well, probably, um, I don't know, probably be like the second or third serious relationship I had, which was with a guy from um, Shanghai. And we had that conversation way back then. And that would have been when I was in first year of uni. So 2004 wow. would be the first time I talked about children yes. and then probably about the next major relationship, which was 2008, was when I actually looked at some overseas surrogacy. Well, 2004, that's when I was in year eight. <laughs> so that just shows there's a four year gap between Alex and I. So um, what about you? When did you first think about being a parent or like discuss it with someone? Well, I always thought about myself having a family. I always saw myself having a family in my future. I came out when I was around 21, so kind of put that on the back burner for a little while. But then when I met my first boy or second boyfriend, um, early on I talked about wanting a family and yeah, he said yes. But then four or five years down, I actually started getting foster caring, just respite foster caring. And he didn't support me at all with that. So um, I gave it a couple more years, then he didn't change. So I said goodbye. I've only really thought of fostering, but Alex has opened my view of what could be possible through surrogacy. Okay. Yeah, I think um, that's one of the things that we have in in similar is that we've both been in those um, relationships where you've had the other side saying what they think they should say. Like agreeing to having children Mm. or agreeing to move in together. Like they're sort of just going through the motions of what they think they should be doing rather than 
what they want. Yeah, doing the things that they actually want to do. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, we're thinking about um, what's that, how 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 are our lives going to change once we had kids, Alex? We've we've discussed the um the possibility of Alex being the initial primary care of the first year because of his um because I'm a teacher. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I come from a line of teachers. So my parents are teachers, my uncle was a teacher, my sister was a teacher, my grandmother was a teacher. And um, in all that experience, one of the big things has always been that teaching is really good for families. Um, because inherently we understand the challenges of having children. Mm. But how do you feel about primary versus secondary Mummy versus daddy. Well, I'm definitely the daddy here. I am. <laughs> I'm the older one. <laughs> I don't know. I guess growing up on a farm, um, mum was the stay-at-home mum. And, yeah, she basically took care of us until we started going to school. And I'm one of five kids. So, yeah, um, we only ever knew having mum at home and dad was at work during the day. But we always had family dinners around the table. So... As myself, I could probably be the primary carer, but I wouldn't have an income because I, I've only got the two weeks of paternity leave which are allowed during the through the national employment scheme. Yeah, I think that's um one of those challenges of being same-sex parents. There's always this weird bumping into the the gendered concepts around parenting, stuff like maternity leave and paternity leave and. Some places um, it works really well with and some it doesn't. So I'm lucky that I'm in a job where um, they recognise not all primary caregivers are maternal caregivers as well. Hmm. Trying to eat food at the same time. Yep. This will probably be a demo and we'll do a better one later. Will we? Maybe. Or we can just edit this one. Make it nicer. Hmm. (laughs) So, um, what... Other things should people know about you, Dixon? Is there um, any exciting things we should know? Hmm. Ooh, what's exciting about me? What's um, your useless superpower? My useless superpower is not being able to hear people because I'm half deaf. And I can just say, oh, I didn't hear you. And actually, when they say you should listen, I'll say, well, I'm hearing impaired. So it's my useless superpower. <laughs> I'm not sure that's the superpower, but sure. Do I have a useless superpower? Mm, being able to brag how well you sleep, is that a useless superpower? When you, I... when you are asleep, because he snores so loud, you can hear him from the other end of the house. Maybe my superpower is being able to like rattle windows when I'm sleeping, <laughs> so I can never actually see my superpower happening because I'm asleep whenever it is actually happening. So, oh, we haven't talked about what you do. Oh, so I'm, in, I'm in a nurse. Um, I work at a for a specialist at an occupational health centre, and I've been there for ten years. And I'm in the process of actually doing a certificate four in fitness, and then possibly moving into that industry or incorporating it into my current job, um, like as an occupational fitness. Um, and so why? Hmm? Why did you choose PT? Why did I choose PT? Yeah, because mm, I like fitness. I did do powerlifting from. For about four years and I got quite strong and quite big I was about 104 kilos and deadlifting 175 kilograms squatting 150 and shoulder pressing 100 kilograms and then yeah my um I used to do operation flinders as well just jumping onto a new topic so, 
so um, I got involved with this um, foundation called the Operation Flinders Foundation, where... Um, For those of you who aren't in South Australia, Flinders Ranges is a area of South Australia that's out in the middle of nowhere. Mm. So the Operation Flinders Foundation is um, wilderness therapy for at-risk teenagers. They're not necessarily as well off as other kids their age. There's um, field staff that go with them and we hike around in the Flinders Ranges for uh, one week, um, about 100 kilometres. It's quite a physical challenge for them. And um, yeah, I've done two of those and it's a really good experience. So on the flip side, um, as a teacher, I get to deal with the students that we do send to Operation Flinders. So when we first sort of started dating, um, being Adelaide, Adelaide is really small. There was lots of connections, and one of the connections was um, Dixon talking about Operation Flinders, um, and me then sort of going, "Ah, oh, well, yeah, this is, these are the students that um, I have been teaching that send off to Operation Flinders, bullying or being bullied and being so reliant on their mobile phones and technology." So sometimes that's one of the biggest takeaways is them just realizing that while that is a world it's not doesn't have to be their whole world mm -hmm. tell us about your experiences with young children alex young children what have you what experience have you had to prepare you for the potentially harrowing experience of having children <laughs> <laughs> harrowing you're great <laughs> please give the audience more confidence <laughs> um well um, so I've got two older sisters, um, which means I've now got um, five nieces and nephews. <laughs> this is just making some interesting noises while he's eating. Um, and yeah, so I've been pretty heavily involved in all of their lives because they're all um, local. So I've been able to see them grow up quite a lot. Um, and then, yeah, I've um, often dated older people. So... Those who are older than me often had friends who were going through having their children and stuff like that as well. So I've been a um, semi-uncle to lots of children. What about you, Dixon? What is your experience with young children? Um, well, I grew up in a big family. Uh, I've got quite a big extended family as well. Um, my uh, immediate family, I've got two older sisters and a younger brother and my eldest sister just had her first baby and that was during the COVID lockdown or COVID and luckily she was, luckily for me, she was living in Adelaide so I had exclusive visitation rights because the rest of our family live in Victoria and um, yeah, I got to see little Hazel many times before they um, moved over to Victoria just before the, um, just before South Australia closed their borders and yeah my my other sister who's older than me has got two daughters um and yeah i've really been part of their lives too much because they are based in victoria i get to see them generally once or twice a year and now you get to play with my nieces yes yes yeah, so now i'm ex now i'm um corrupting alex's nieces and nephews with my farm lifestyle rough play tackling people to the ground type yeah socializing <laughs> Dixon's version of socialising with the children is using them like dumbbells. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they don't complain. Yeah. Because my version is, uh, I don't know, normally trying to make something with them or do something 
More in the brains. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about um, our first date story? Our first date story? Yeah, we haven't told that. Mm, um, well, we met on Grinder, which is what? Well, I mean, Grinder is um, a dating app like Tinder, but it's Grinder, and it's exclusively for. Oh, well, it's more of a hookup site, but you know. <laughs> We are, yep. I met Alex and yeah, um, he was um, persistent and it paid off. <laughs> so um, we met up because I'm pretty sure I messaged you. Possibly, yeah. I saying, think I messaged you. First. Probably. Um, and it was because Dixon had on his profile um, about knitting or crochet. So we organized a crochet date. Um, and then we organized a place to go to, um, but unfortunately they were too busy. Yep, too busy. So we had to get some. And then Dixon's like, oh, my house is just around the corner. Mm-hmm. And then I made out to coffee, which. That was horrible. Yep. I didn't realize that some people were so picky about their coffee until I met Alex. Yeah. Uh, well, instant coffee is. Blend, blend 68 or something? Or? I feel like it's been that picky and I still drank a, a bit of it. I don't know how much I drank of it. And then um, what happened? Then Alex gave me his number and then... And well, yeah, you forgot it. And then the next day um, I messaged him again on the Grinder app and see if he wanted to come around again. And You're like, why did you message yeah, me? Yeah, I asked him why did you message me. And I'm like, because I gave you my number. Ah... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was an interesting new mess. And then um, after dating for a few times, I, at the time, was pretty heavily involved with a um, fitness group called Outdoor Grit. And that was just uh, workouts in the park, which I did five times a week. And I took Alex along to it. And to his credit, he didn't throw up. <laughs> yeah, which is what I do when I exercise. So That's when I knew he was a keeper. What? Because I didn't throw up? <laughs> because you committed, I you, committed to, you committed to exercise at least twice. <laughs> Whereas uh, at the moment you're not exercising as much, but mm, no. at that point you were exercising like what four times a yeah, week or five was, times a that's week. That's when I was single, ish. You were still doing that for quite a while before. Yeah. But then I started my fitness course and found that once you you lose a lot of free time when you work full time and study and work and study. So yeah, so yeah. Um, and so what we met that date happened in. 2019 August the 10th we met yeah then we sort of became official what September 10th September 10th we decided yeah um Alex and decided. then well <laughs> I decided okay. um and then you moved in 2020 yeah so um, so um my lease at my house was ending in April 2020 and it just so happened that that's when COVID struck and so conveniently enough um my lease ended and Alex said, wait, you want to move in with Alex? And well, actually, I think his words were, well, I've got a spare room. <laughs> and then he gave me keys to his house and said, I trust you. And yeah, so that's how I um, became Alex's housemate. <laughs> just a housemate. Nothing more. Just just a housemate. Just a canoodly housemate. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So, um, and then this... So, um, the break of last year, um, I went over to meet your family yep. and we were, um, in amongst, cause it's uh, country Victoria. So we were in amongst all the bushfires. So yep. 
not only did I get to meet all of Dixon's family and basically be living with them for a couple of weeks, um, but I also got to deal with <laughs> bushfires Bush just all around us, just yep. slowly getting closer. Yep. Unfortunately, at the time, my um, brother and dad hadn't, uh, the upkeep of the garden around the house wasn't that great, so we spent a day and a half probably just cutting down trees and emptying gutters, mm. much to um, yeah. our dismay. I- and cutting open things to put water in and getting oh, the yeah. water pump ready. So yeah. doing everything to basically make the property safe. Well, safer. Good. I mean, it wasn't yeah. really the safest place to be in the middle of a dry paddock. Yeah. So we did that. And then this year we also um, headed over to see family again because COVID, the, yeah. COVID restrictions had pre- prevented any interstate travel throughout the year. Yeah. So we hadn't seen his family in quite a while outside of his sister who was here um and then that's when we started listening to the surrogacy podcast mm. by sarah jefford jefford yep um and we had our actual proper conversation of are we gonna do this when was that was that in the that car. was in was it in the car yeah it was in the car so we did it in beechworth no we did it in the car while we were listening after I think it was like the first episode. Who initiated the conversation? You you started with Alex. I want to just check with you. Do you want to be a parent with me? Oh. <laughs> and I was like, yes, Dixon. <laughs> and then I think we committed to um to actually they had a conversation about the starting the whole surrogacy process and getting on with that. Was that at that time or was that a little bit? Yeah, I think even. Because it's a, it's a good ten and a half hour drive, so there's lots of time to sit and talk. So I think after that, we then talked about, you were like, well, then what's our, what do we do? What's the first step? Mm. And yeah, and then we came to... What are you talking about? When we actually, when we actually said, um, you know, we met up with um, Anna McKee, Mackay. Mackay, yeah. Um, that all, it all happened really fast, actually. We just posted that we were you know thinking of starting the surrogacy process and mm. then and she reached out and yep. said do you want to sit down and have a chat yep and so, that was which was good very informative and then straight after that got some good questions <laughs> from adam she's like what was it oh she said so dixon what do you see as the surrogate's role in this and and how are you going to find a surrogate and not having thought much about this in the past, I had no idea what I was. I was, I was like, um, they're just someone who, you know, carries a baby for me. And then, yeah, like, no, surrogate is a woman who <laughs> gifts you the, who gives you the gift of carrying your child. She, she was, she was, no, it wasn't that hard, but she was, she, she could, you could sense the, um, the, the seriousness she, in her voice. She, she was putting on her teacher because she's a teacher like me. So she could see that this is a learnable moment. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, that was a good meeting. And then straight up, or oh, not long after that, I, I asked, um, we made a decision to make a joint Facebook page uh-huh. um, just to, to, to document our journey through the surrogacy process. And um, then we decided to do podcasts as yeah. well. So this is our so, first podcast. Yeah. So we figured, because uh, there's already the surrogacy podcast. So if you want to know about surrogacy stuff, go to that podcast. There's a hundred and something episodes up there. To me, the um, 
that because we haven't got a child and you're going from that transition of being a couple who can do whatever you want whenever you want to being a parent with lots of responsibilities um i'm i don't think there is any way to be like completely prepared for it but there's no reason not to try so this is a good chance for us to interview people have a chat with people see what things we can do to try and prepare us Outside of just buying, like, cots. Yeah. Like, I feel yep. like that's the easy way to prepare. And then also we can use this as, um, maybe a few years down the track when we've got a child who's maybe a couple of years old, we can look back and listen to this and think of how naive we were and that we had a thought we knew what was what it was going to be like. Yeah, obviously. Like, obviously. <laughs> it's always everyone's favourite comment about, like, the, you don't, you don't know what's coming until it hits you. <laughs> With parenthood. So I'm sure it'll be funny to... All right, here's a question, Alex. Yes. When we do have a child, in the first few weeks, and the ch- um, who's going to do the nighttime feeds? Are we going to share it, or is it going to be one person's duty, and then we swap rosters? I don't know. How, it depends. I think I will depend upon with the like bottle feeding, breastfeeding. Like, I'm not, I'm not breastfeeding, Alex. Like, obvious, well, I'm not... <laughs> My breasts aren't that big yet. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess, yeah. Um, we could always do alternating, but I feel like you'll probably find it easier because you wake up easier. That is true, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, the baby's probably going to... I wonder if the baby's going to cry louder than the decibel level that your snoring is at. <laughs> Maybe the baby will really like it because it's soothing. It's like a white, white noise, noise machine. <laughs> what do you think? Um, um, I don't know. I think it's going to be a supporting each other type situation, you know. And, uh, <laughs> so your answer is, I don't know. No, no I have no idea what to expect. <laughs> but, um, you have yeah. the question, but not the answer. I imagine that... Um, if one of us gets up, the other one will probably want to get up initially just to, to check in. Uh, what about hobbies? We've already talked about crochet and knitting. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we do actually, we met crochet and knitting. Um, but we might go into that a little bit more. So, Alex is more of a crochet and I'm the knitter. Um, and I myself have made numerous things over the years, but have been a bit slack of late. Um, have just, you? You're the one who's been making a whole bunch of squares. squares. Yeah, that's in the oh, last week. I started knitting again a week ago. And yeah, because you're on squares. holidays. Yep. Yeah. Um, Whereas um, I tend to do crochet, so um, I, know, I guess I've made more toys. Crocheting is a bit more freelance, where they just tend freelance. to... Freelance. <laughs> freestyle, maybe. Free form. Free form. <laughs> yeah. Whereas knitting is pretty uniform, and you've got to follow a pattern. Unless yeah. you're really skilled, which I'm not yet. Yeah, Dixon's <laughs> better at following the rules. <laughs> That's basically what it comes down to. I'm, when it came to... I, I just freehand things, and don't really, like... I, I With crochet, if you've done it long enough, the patterns are pretty consistent, like... Yeah, stuff with square, stuff with circle. That's probably basically mm. the main of it. So um, I sort of just make up my own things a lot of the time. I think the last toy... What was the last toy I made? Well, we made some... Eggs and bacon. Eggs and bacon while we were away. That was funny. Mm. And then your mum's like, no, nah, I don't want these. 
<laughs> so we want them eggs. <laughs> so now we've got some eggs and bacon made out of um, materials for, I don't know, prospective children. <laughs> yeah, well, it could be. There was only like a two-ply, I think. Cotton, yeah, wasn't it? That's cute. Um, and before that, I made my sister for her most recent arrival a cactopus. Cactopus, eh? Yeah, so it was a Please cactus. Explain. Cactus up top and then an octopus down the bottom. So it's sort of like a mermaid, but plot and octopus. That was very cute. And for my sister, um, for her baby, I made a blanket. I probably made about five of them or six of them over the years. Standard knit two pearl two. And they make quite nice, decent blankets, I've been told. So I'll continue with that. Right, she's used it. At least when we're around. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows whether it happens when we're not around, but she's done the right thing and made sure that we saw it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you haven't gathered, um, two dads and a yarn. That's the, the play on words. For our, for <laughs> the play on the words is if you are not an Australian, uh, you might not know the term spinning a yarn. Yarn um, is talking, conversation. Yeah. Yeah, conversation or telling a story. Um, and obviously, yeah, our shared interest of textiles. And this is the story of our journey through surrogacy. Well, our journey to learning about parenthood. <laughs> well, we're going to be updating you on our surrogacy progress. Oh, well, yeah, well, it might take a long time. So hopefully there'll be more content, even if there isn't <laughs> updates. <laughs> yes, we'll keep you updated That's on surrogacy. So, um, how about that's a roundabout and ending point? So, okay. for our next episode, we're going to be doing a question session with people who already have children. No. We asked Alex's <laughs> parent, parents today, but they said, oh, it's too long ago, can't remember. And apparently, you can, when enough time has passed, you'll only remember the good things. Yeah. Well, we're going to start off asking each other. So, we'll... Ask some questions to each other and see what our responses are. And then we'll ask some other people. Hopefully we can get on board. Um, and we'll see how much that changes our answers in future. Okay. So we've got sort of like a baseline. And then those of you who've already got parents can, uh, who already are parents, can have a laugh at our answers, maybe. Or be like, oh, wow, they're really informed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Or what... you can be like, sounds like they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, well, what are these two doing? So, um, yeah, that will be our next episode. So, um, and we're aiming for a monthly. Monthly, yeah, at least. Monthly podcast. So, it'll depend how we go for time, but yeah, probably a monthly podcast. So, thank you for listening in. Thank you. This has been Alex. And Dixon. And it, what are we? We are. <laughs> are we? Two dads and a yarn. I feel like we need to put the intended there. <laughs> Just like in the background. like Two <laughs> intended. And uh, look forward to hearing from us soon. Bye.